Welcome everyone to the Optimal Performance Podcast. My name is Sean McCormick. I'm a life coach, performance coach, wellness entrepreneur, and it's my pleasure to bring to you every single week the world's leaders in the field of performance so that you can live your life at its most optimal level. Plus, cutting edge ideas so that you can stay ahead of the curve in an ever-changing world. Let's dig right in. Oh, what's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Optimal Performance Podcast. I say that the same way every single time. It's just a matter of habit. Thank you for your patience. Holy smokes, man. It's been uh, it's been a couple of weeks since I've dropped an episode, but I am so excited, so excited to bring you today's episode about the pure vitamin C flush. You might not know this, but there is a three to four hour detox flush that involves mega, mega dosing vitamin C that listen to the benefits. We're talking about immune system boosting, helping chronic fatigue, helping Epstein-Barr uh, syndrome, reducing stress, making you anti-fragile, reducing cortisol, helping stretch marks, heart disease, cancer, polio, anemia. It's an antitoxin. It's antiviral. We're talking about mega doses of vitamin C. My guest on today's episode is Theo Lucier. And like I mentioned in the very few minutes of this podcast, this is the second time we've done this. We recorded an episode earlier and uh, it was before I actually got my chance to try this vitamin C flush. And it is, it is, it's incredible. Uh, the literature goes back way back to the 1920s on, on how this works, why this works, how it helps you. And we dig really deeply into the application of megadosing vitamin C to basically electrically charge your body to do all of these amazing things to help it run at its optimal level. Uh, Theo uh, is, uh, he's an N of one biohacker. You know, he had chronic fatigue, he had all these issues, his mom was sick, and he was looking for, for fast ways, effective ways to basically upgrade his life, upgrade his health. And he just kept coming across uh, vitamin C. And it goes back to uh, Albert St. Georgie in the 1920s. You know, a lot of people, um, they're sort of more familiar with Linus Pauling, um, who had received two Nobel Prizes for his research, um, who really sort of popularized the application of vitamin C and why it's so important. And uh, we dive really deeply into uh, into the science. We, we talk about why it works and how it works. We talk about uh, the benefits, and it is massively effective. You can get your hands on this protocol. You can basically get some of the highest grade, the highest quality vitamin C on the planet. It's uh, totally organic ascorbic acid, which is what vitamin C is. If you go to purevitamincflush.com, if you click on the link that I have on the show notes, wherever you're listening to this, just just click on the link right now and it will take you to a landing page where you can basically get a free uh, trial package of this vitamin C and the ebook that explains to you how exactly to do it. So how exactly do you do it? What you do is you take a uh, uh, thousand or two thousand milligrams of vitamin C, which is about like two pills. Like if you're taking pills, vitamin C out of a bottle, it's usually a thousand, uh, thousand milligrams. You take two thousand milligrams every fifteen minutes, um, and then you log it, and then you get to a point. It's for some people, it's between ten or fifteen, and maybe up to twenty thousand milligrams of uh, of vitamin C, and then your body. 
um, whether you're highly stressed or injured, will use all that vitamin C. It will begin to use it until you reach what's called a bowel tolerance number. And when you reach that bowel tolerance number, you experience what's called a, uh, a watery discharge. This moment where your body says, okay, I've used, I'm using now all the vitamin C that I need. I've reached my capacity. You sit down on the toilet and you're done. And that is, has effectively um, given your body all the vitamin C that it needs. Now, over the course of the next couple of days, you titrate it down and do 75% of that dose. My number was 22,000. You know, I get a lot of, I get a lot of vitamin D from the sun. I do a lot of detox protocols. I do, you know, exercise and, and, and sauna and stuff like that. Um, but I'm also kind of stressed and there's a lot of stuff going on in my life. So, um, that was my number. The effect was really great. My sleep was amazing. And once you hear what is going on behind the scenes that you can't feel, that you don't really know is going on, when your body has adequate levels of vitamin C, you just get this boost of energy and clarity uh, and the applications are immense. I mean, there's so many different ways that this thing works. Um, so I really encourage you, and I never, I don't usually like push people to click on the link to do the thing, but you should click on the link. Go to the show notes, wherever you're listening, click on the link, and then just read up on this thing a little bit. You will be friggin' blown away. You know, it begs the question, why don't we know about this stuff? Why don't we know that, you, that we can chelate uh, heavy metals in our system through a vitamin C flush? Why don't we know it? Well, there's an easy answer to that. Why don't we know that there is a simple, affordable, and healthy way to boost our immune system? I mean, that's what everybody's looking for right now. It's done through vitamin C. It's healthy enough for pregnant women. It's healthy enough for kids, and it's massively effective. Uh, we we recorded this episode before, but um, we really wanted to take it a little bit further. So Theo and I, Theo and I, go for round two, and this episode is packed with great information. I know that you're gonna. It's, it blew my mind both times, and uh, I, I hope that it blows your mind too. Before we jump into the episode, I want to just remind you of the incredible sponsor, Blue Blocks. You know, you know, you already know by now that blue blocking glasses are the the key to protecting your sleep, the key to protecting your circadian rhythm. And I've done episodes where I talk about circadian rhythm. One thing that I think that I should clear up is the confusion between the different types of lenses. You know, um, some family members of mine uh, have been looking into blue blocking glasses, and there's basically three kinds. There's the clear kind, a yellow tint, and then a red tint, which is like sort of this ambery color. The clear lenses can be used for um, looking at screens. So if you're working on your computer, that's when you want to wear those. For the yellow lenses, which they're called the summer glow, uh, they block 100% of artificial blue light from the 400 to 450 nanometer spectrum, which is the frequency known to raise stress and cortisol. Um, when you're you, when you wear these yellow tinted sunglasses during the daytime, it helps people with light sensitivity. If you suffer from migraines or anxiety or depression or low mood, then these will be a really good fit for you to wear during the day, even during this during the sunshine. And then at night, after the sun goes down, that's when you switch to the red lenses, um, the Sleep Plus, the Signature Sleep Plus collection from Blue Blocks. Um, is just I, I've said it a thousand times, and I mean it. It is an incredibly effective way for you to protect your sleep because your eyeballs are getting bombarded with LED lights um, um, above your head, uh, LED lights from screens that you're looking at on your tablet or your computer at nighttime after the sun goes down. They are massively effective. You know, you wear these two or three hours before bedtime to help induce sleep. 
You know, I think I hear a lot of people say, well, I just don't feel tired. Well, the reason that you don't feel tired is because uh, your your brain thinks it's daytime. And when you wear these after the sun goes down a couple hours before sleep, you, you get to this point where you're like, oh man, it's like 10 o'clock and I actually feel tired and ready for sleep. Um, incredible. I, I'm, I'm super appreciative for Blue Blocks as a sponsor because I love their products and they believe in me and Andy Mant at Blue Blocks is doing incredible things. He's a super innovator. He's got new light bulbs that you, for the use in the home and uh, his business is just exploding because he makes really great products. So go to blueblocks.com and use the code OPP for 15% off. Uh, you should have these. These should be in your biohacking gear arsenal for sure. You know, there's a couple of key things that I think everybody should have. Blue blocking glasses, the X3 bar. Uh, those are the top two for me, honestly. So go to blueblocks.com and use code OPP. I also want to say thank you to Natural Stacks, continuing to sponsor this uh, this podcast. You know, um, we need D vitamin D. Uh, we need D3 specifically. And uh, for all the thousand reasons that you see all over the media, we need vitamin C for a lot of different reasons. And um, if you can't be outside, uh, if you're not getting enough sunlight, you should be supplementing, you know, with, you know, three, 5,000 IUs of, uh, of, of vitamin D3. So go to naturalstacks.com and you can use the code OPP20 for 20% off. If OPP20 doesn't work for some reason, and I've heard that it's been funky lately, use OPP15 and stock up, stock up on vitamin D because it's just, uh, it's an essential product. They also have vitamin C, but you're going to want to go to purevitamincflush.com and check out the protocol that I've done that Theo talks about deeply this episode. I'm so excited to bring this to you. Thank you for your patience. Uh, You know, I've been a little busy and I thank you for, uh, for your continued support. Also, I want to say thank you for the positive reviews on iTunes. You know, it's just like a little, uh, like a little ray of sunshine when I see somebody like uh, give a give a shout out um, to the podcast um, and give me a positive review. It means a ton to me, uh, and um, it's it's encouraging because it just helps me um, helps me keep going. It really does. It helps me keep this podcast rocking. So if you listen to this podcast, if you've listened to all 271 episodes of this and you and you haven't given you haven't given the OPP a five-star review, go take the two minutes, pause this, or just let it play, and uh, just go, go drop a little positive review of a five-star review if you think I've earned it. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, I can't wait to share this episode with you. And we're here with Theo Lucier, who is the creator of the Pure Vitamin C Flush. Theo, welcome to the Optimal Performance Podcast. What's going on, man? How are you? I'm okay. You know, I want to be upfront with people. We've done this before. Uh, and I, you know, I don't want to pretend like this is the first time that we've talked about right. this. We did an entire episode dedicated to it. And then at the end of it, um, we decided that we were going to take another crack because A, I wanted to do the flush. I wanted to do the pure vitamin C flush, which I have. And uh, as soon as we turned the microphones off the first time, you said, you know what? There's like a thousand other things that I should have mentioned. So let's uh, let's <laughs> run it back. Let's run it back. So here we are for round two. Uh, and as you know, as a listener of this podcast and uh, the listeners know as well, um, if you would please start with the first question that I usually ask people is, um, what time is it where you are and what have you put into your body today? 
All right, man. It is 12, 12 p.m. and I'm in La Jolla, California in Bird Rock, specifically about two blocks from the water. And uh, this morning, man, I started off how I start every morning. I have a glass of structured water and I put 10 to 20 drops of humic and fulvic acid in it from Mother Earth Labs. And I'm sure you're familiar with structured water, right? Yeah. Yeah. And the main reason I do that is because you wake up, you're a little bit dehydrated. Although I'm less dehydrated these days than I used to be because I sleep with my mouth taped shut now. Um, yeah, you're all, you're all about that. And that made a big difference with my moisture levels in the morning. But yeah, big old glass of structured water, get that strong negative charge. And then I double down on that by putting the humic and fulvic acid in there, which increases the electrical potential of your cell membranes. And it basically increases the cell's ability to take in nutrients and also get rid of the sewage and bio waste that it needs to. So I start with that. And then the second glass I have, I put a little pinch of Celtic sea salt, um, another way of structuring the water and just get some, you know, they've got about 72 trace minerals and Celtic sea salt, take that down. And then I have, um, dragon herbs. you have you heard of dragon herbs or Ron tea garden? No, I haven't. Okay, so they're super OG. They've been around a long time, um, since the 90s, just before biohacking and before health and wellness has kind of developed into what it is today. But, you know, Ron was traveling to remote parts of China, researching herbs, um, and then started to buy land and grow them there um, organically, or I don't think he has an organic certification, but, you know, clean air, spring water, no pesticides, no fertilizer, stuff like that. And probably their best-selling product is something called um, Spring Dragon Longevity Tea. And its main constituent is something called gynostemma, which is like, they call it like, you know how the the um, Chinese names get crazy. It's They call it like the herb immortality or something like that. But, <laughs> you know, basically it's an adaptogen. And it kind of gives you the holy grail, which is like, a calm alertness and that's th- that's what i'm always looking for yeah it's not a stimulant and if you're down it'll bring you up if you're up it'll bring you down and it's got a few other things thrown in it but i use that as the base and then i always throw in some grass-fed butter a little mct oil and then i throw in um quarter teaspoon of chaga and a lot of people know about chaga, but what they don't know about it is that it's a really rich source of biomelanin. And the reason that I want more melanin in my diet is because it increases the ability of my cells to utilize the photoelectric effect from the sun. So a lot of people don't know this, but Einstein won his first Nobel Prize, or his only Nobel Prize, for the photoelectric effect, which is basically you shine light on something and it produces electrons, produces voltage. And um, your skin, your cells, has that same capability. So when you go outside in the sun, you actually can gather electrons and catch electrons from the sunlight, which of course act as an antioxidant and they structure the water in your body and do all these amazing things. But if you have rich sources of biomelanin in your diet, you actually kind of supercharge that ability. And since it's summer and, you know, I'm trying to go to the beach and surf and free dive and even just after work go in and jump in for 10 minutes to ground myself, I want to maximize what I'm getting from the sun. So 
that's pretty much the the morning routine I do every morning. Do you <laughs> so then do you uh, you intermittent fast and like catch a catch a late lunch or something like that usually? You know, I've been doing something called a warrior diet since 2008. Um, that book was written by a guy named Ori Hoffmecker, uh, Hoffmeckler. And he, you know, the pioneers take the arrows. He was the first guy. He wrote that book in the early 2000s. I think it was 01 or 02. And it got popular in the RKC kettlebell community, which I was in at the time. And um, people started intermittent fasting. And his, his thing was, they call it OMAD nowadays but his thing was one meal a day Hmm. and people said it was crazy you know don't do it you know all this all this stuff and I started doing that in 2008 and I remember the first three days my body smelled metallic and I had all these weird odors coming off of me and my pee was like dark and ropey and it would sink to the bottom of the bowl right away whoa (laughs) <laughs> yeah, because it was like the first time, it was probably the first time in decades my body had had a chance to detox itself because Ori talked about the weight loss, but he was more about the autophagy, hmm. which um, the next best book I've seen written on it since then is by Naomi Whittle. It's called um, Glow 15. It's primarily written for women, but I consider it one of the best books written lately on the concept of autophagy, which is basically your body has a chance to go out and clean out dead and diseased cells and toxins and, and flush them out. And it leveled out my energy all day. And at the time I was in a hundred percent commission sales type job and you need your energy to be steady and high all day. You can't have insulin crashes. And once I experienced that, I never went back. And then it was sometime around, I don't know, maybe five or six years ago, People started asking me, they're like, oh, are you doing intermittent fasting? Like, um, is that why you're only eating once a day? And like, I was like, wait, is this popular now? Like, <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> that's funny. So, yeah, still do one meal a day. Nice. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. You know, for, and, and I, I will, by the t- by this time, people have will know um, a little bit more about you in my introduction read and, and your, your origin story is interesting. You know, it's the classic N of one biohacker experience where someone reached a level of health that was no longer tenable, where they, they had to make major massive changes to their lives in order to either beat stress or burnout in your case, or, um, you know, stave off, you know, uh, a diagnosis that's uh that's that's really that's really scary um but but before or maybe in lieu of going down through your genesis story i want to make sure we have plenty of time to mm-hmm. get into the, the the wide and vast world of vitamin c but one yep. thing that that i think listeners should know is you're you're sort of the everyman biohacker You've you've had a couple of different careers. You've done a lot of different things, and you, in through your own study and research, have found these solutions on your own. And I I'm really curious how old you are. <laughs> we we've known each other for a while, and, yeah. and you look 25, and I have a suspicion that you're over 40. How how old are you actually, Theo? <laughs> I'm 42. 42. So yeah. for those of you that are watching this on YouTube, your eyes have popped out of your head because 
Theo, <laughs> your skin is glowing. You look lean and youthful. You don't have bags under your eyes. And uh, and I wonder if that's something that you think about. Do you think about how your your aging um, plays into your own uh, investigations into into biohacking and longevity? Is that important to you? Hundred percent. You know what, man? I basically in San Diego we have these underground gyms now um, because it's so restrictive to go work out in a normal gym. You basically can't. So we're meeting in parks and setting up equipment and rings and flat benches and squat racks and we're working out. And I was uh, there's a new guy at one of them and he was asking me. He's like, well, uh, what what are your what are your goals? What are you working out for? And um, you know, he's like, do you want to put on size? Do you want to get big? Like. And I was like, no, man, I want to feel good and have longevity. Like I want to go hard until I'm, you know, X age and then I fall apart in a week and die, you know, but (laughs) until then I want to be mobile. Um, And it's an interesting question you bring up because I did so much damage to my body um, when I ran a real estate investment company that ultimately caused my health crisis and burnout. And I think back to that time and just the abuse that I put it through. And I think, I think my saving grace was the intermittent fasting at that time because that was the only thing I stuck to. All the other health stuff kind of went out the window. Um, but every day, no matter how much abuse the body had been through the previous day, it had a chance to clear itself out. It, it always was given an opportunity to engage in that autophagy and, and clear it out. But I looked at some pictures the other day uh, from that time, and my face, I had all this red inflammation in my face. My face was puffy. Um, you, you could see the inflammation um, kind of systemically uh, through my body. I was kind of skinny fat. And I remember... Um, after I really got into health and wellness and started applying a lot of this stuff that I kind of de-aged and people literally would run into me that hadn't seen me in a year and they'd be like, you look younger, like, what are you doing? You know, and most of that at the time was probably hydrating with structured water and getting my mineral balances right and, you know, working out and eating a lot more fats, which is like really basic stuff. But, um, that was always my thing, man. It's like, I'm not a walking encyclopedia. I'm not a PhD biochemist. Um, not really a guru, but I'm interested in what works. Yeah. What's, pra- what's practical? What can you go and do right now that works? And like, I'm all self-taught, you know, like that's like uh, what they call that, like autodidactical, you know, like self-taught people like Tesla was self-taught. Michael Faraday, he was like the greatest experimental scientist of all time they say Uh, ben franklin you know i'm not comparing myself to these guys but i'm saying like if you have a burning desire you can teach yourself and find out almost anything and it's like with the vitamin c we'll get into that in a bit i'm sure but it's such a basic thing and it's been around for so many decades but no one does it hmm Right. You know, and it's just, it's, it's something that you can take and use and do right now that'll have a profound impact on your health. Yeah. What works? That is it. That, that is that, what works. It, yeah. it's, it's the only thing that matters. Not, not what does uh, reductionist materialist yeah. scientism yep. say. It's not what does a, what does a Oxford trained 
um, statisticians say it's yeah. what works and and yeah. this is this is this is fundamentally important to our conversation today that we are all different uh, we are all individual we all have different gut microbiomes yep. we have different viroms we have different stress levels we have different yep. sunlight exposures we have different stressors each and every single one of us has a different scenario that we're dealing with. And we also have different physiques that, that, uh, all of these things put together that especially for the optimal performance podcast, which is committed to have helping people live their most optimal lives. It's like, what works that just cut the shit. What works? Yeah. Yeah, because I was in such a rough spot. My health was so compromised. Specifically, my brain health was so compromised that I was in a very bad position, mentally and physically. And when you're in a position like that, you have to use what works right now. You, you I, I don't care about some fucking rat study or you know some Yale professor or some 40-year China study. Get get that out of my face. Like, what can I do right now that works? And so that's that's the approach I took. It's like when I interviewed Dr. Platt um, for a summit I did on, on burnout. Um, he, he's a really interesting guy. So he wrote a book called Adrenaline Dominance. Um, and I recommend anyone who thinks they're suffering from adrenal fatigue should read it and maybe apply some of his lessons. But you know, Dr. Platt brought up an interesting concept, which he said, you know, I believe in observational based medicine, not evidence based. And when you first hear that, you're like, wait, what? You know, because we've been so trained by mainstream me- uh, media to evidence based and show me your study. Or if you're online and somebody posts something, somebody else will chime in. Do you have a study for that? Like, but nobody considers how are those studies designed? Because you can design them to show pretty much any result you want. Hmm. Who funded it? Right. Who's paying Who's paying for it? How are the statistics run? Um, whereas observation-based is, okay, I took something and I feel better. I took it again and I still feel better. Okay, cool. That's an observation. I'm hmm. going to keep stacking on top of that. And I hope that you know, I, I think things are kind of trending more that way, but especially guys like, you know, you and me, that's, that's what, that's what we do, you know, what works. Yeah. Well, and, and going forward, um, you know, because this is the most important pickle we've been in globally ever, you know, this this is, we're, we're in the most complicated, um, era, um, in, in, in the, in the history of civilization and what I, what I, what I really do fear, what really does keep me up at night is that we're going to be force fed, uh, a solution to this that is inappropriate Mm -hmm. for the individual that is not, that is not, um, targeted at health, but is a, a widespread, um, paintbrush to try to solve a really individual issue with um, with some sort of vaccine uh, or or some sort of treatment that that's just not gonna it's just not gonna work for everybody. It can't work for everybody because we're all different. So it, yeah, it's the concept of individual biochemistry, right? And and it's unique for everyone. 
And yeah, as far as, you know, mandatory vaccinations and stuff like that, you know, what's in the context of what we're talking about here, which is a therapeutic use of vitamin C, high dose vitamin C, you know, there's a man named Andrew Saul and he runs a website called doctoryourself.com and He's been around for a long time. He's one of the editors of the Orthomolecular Medicine Journal. And for people listening, Orthomolecular Medicine is basically like the OG anti-aging and longevity guys. They use um, high doses of micronutrients and vitamins um, to extend life in addition to the treatments that they're already doing. And what's interesting about um, that is, you know, Andrew Saul's very well respected, um, very good researcher. He's got great books out. In fact, his book that everyone should get is called Doctor Yourself. It's kind of a seminal text, um, been out for a long time. But he was posting study after study after study. They were talking clinical studies, evidence based, what everyone wants, of um, high dose vitamin C uh, treating and reversing. COVID and Facebook banned him. They shut his group down. It was a mega vitamin man. And because he was, he was literally posting the studies, he wasn't writing about it. He wasn't saying this cures COVID. He's just posting studies and sharing information. Hmm. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's just nuts. And it's such a simple solution. Yeah. 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 Well, let's, let's dive, let's dive right into it. And I want to start in, yeah. the, uh, in the way back machine, um, and the, the basis. And, and when you say high dose vitamin C, <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. we're, we're not talking about like 2000 a day, um, that, yeah. you know, uh, most, most typical vitamin C vitamins that you can pick up at the store are like a thousand, a thousand milligrams. That's sort of the, the recommended daily dose. Right. And that's not what we are talking about. We are talking about mega, mega, mega vitamin C doses, and so uh, I, this it's 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 fascinating to me. But let's go in the way. Let's let's jump in our time machine and go back in time, and kind of okay. look at the origins um, to set up like when was this first really being explored? What were some of the applications of of mega dosing? Uh, ascorbic acid and what's the distinction between vitamin c and ascorbic acid okay so vitamin c is ascorbic acid so a a pure naked vitamin c molecule is ascorbic acid that's the same thing but when you get into other types of vitamin c that's when they add things like so ascorbitol palmitate for example is used on skin because it has fat and so it can penetrate the layers of skin and have action there but, you know, vitamin C was formally discovered by a guy named Albert St. Georgie um, back in the 20s. He actually won a Nobel Prize for it, um, for isolating it and figuring it out. And nobody really did much with it um, until about the 40s. And a lot of that research um, was in the late, late 30s, early 40s. Um, kind of an apocryphal story that a lot of people know about is a high-dose vitamin C was used in World War II to regenerate tissue from shrapnel and bullet wounds, stuff like that, because vitamin C stimulates collagen production really, really well. Um, and then after that, um, more and uh, more doctors started learning about it, and there was a guy named Dr. Klenner. So Dr. Klenner first started using high-dose C back in 1942, 
and he continued it in his practice um, for the next 30 years. And he became kind of one of the original founders of the orthomolecular medicine movement, which, by the way, these guys tried to publish peer-reviewed clinical studies in normal medical journals, and they wouldn't publish them. They had to start their own medical journal, a journal of orthomolecular medicine, because nobody would publish them because it worked too well. Hmm. Um, you know, Klenner was first got famous for curing polio during the 1948 epidemic, and it doesn't work like people think it does. And we'll get into how vitamin C works with the immune system, but vitamin C, what very few people will know, is a very effective antitoxin. It actually removes toxins from the body, lead being one of them. And the two polio outbreaks in the United States, I think it was 1916 and 1948, 1952, kind of around there, there were two. They're both related to toxins. First one is when they're using lead arsenic in apple orchards for the first time as a pesticide. Obviously, if you get lead and arsenic in your body, you're going to have some problems, specifically nervous system problems, because lead as a heavy metal is so toxic. What your body can't excrete, it'll, it'll put away, it'll sequester in your fat and what are nerve cells made out of mostly fat, fat. And that, yeah. And so it alters their conductivity for nerve signals and that's why you get the paralysis and, and problems like that and then the ddt outbreak um you know in the late 40s that was when they first um started a, what happened a lot of people don't know this story and i'll be quick about it but i think it's interesting and everybody should know about this so during world war ii the u.s vastly expanded not only its stores of chemicals that they used in the war, but also the talent. So the the amount of chemists that were trained and, and kind of brought up in the war and the amount of hiring they did and just how much they expanded the field of chemistry was it had never been seen before. And so after World War II, you have all these this talent in chemistry sitting around and these huge piles of wartime chemicals that or no longer used. So they actually got together and said, hey, let's adapt these for agriculture. Let's, let's turn them into pesticides, herbicides, and fertilizers, and they did. And DDT was one of the, was a wartime chemical that was adopted from um, World War II, and they, they changed it into something they were using as a pesticide or herbicide. And um, that was literally the cause of the second polio outbreak. Dr. Thomas Cowan is somebody who is great to interview about this if you ever get him on your show, or perhaps you have and I missed it, but um, he has a lot to say on this subject. But Klenner, anyways, was experimenting with uh, high-dose vitamin C, and he was reversing polio because it's an antitoxin. And... When you say it's just nuts. When you say reversing polio, do you mean like someone is t tested positive, or someone is, is having like um, the like having like like be becoming crippled and like they get feeling back, or or can, do you do you know specifically what that what they, what it means by reversing it? That yeah, <laughs> so he could, he could, he could have somebody come in limping and all that and reverse it, cure it. With with just just vitamin C, 
I use vitamin C and some other adjunctive therapies, but the main one was vitamin C. And this is all available online. If someone's listening to this and they're like, come on, man, like that, that that's crazy. Just probably don't Google it don't because Google a it. lot of it is censored. But if you use DuckDuckGo on the Brave browser, you can find the old studies and they're, they're there. Klenner conducted hundreds of studies mm-hmm. and he's been published hundreds of times. Um, so he first got famous for that and then he started using it in his practice for everything. Um, he was giving pregnant women, you know, upwards of 8,000 milligrams a day. And there were generations of babies born around his practice. They call them the Klenner babies because the labors were usually very short, not that painful. And the kids were born easily and they were bright kids and they always thrived. Um, and then there were guys that came after him in the orthomolecular medicine movement. Um, some of them weren't even doctors, like Erwin Stone was a biochemist. Um, he got really interested in it. Erwin Stone um, introduced high-dose vitamin C to a guy named Linus Pauling. And most people know about Linus Pauling. Uh, he's the only American scientist to win two Nobel Prizes in unrelated fields. And Linus Pauling really got into it. He wrote a book, I think it was in the late 70s or early 80s. It was called How to Feel Better and or How to Live Longer and Feel Better, I mean, which is a great book title if you've ever come across one and he he he's the first guy that kind of popularized it amongst the general public um but the actual vitamin c flush protocol was worked out by uh strangely enough an orthopedic surgeon uh, in california named uh, robert cathcart and dr cathcart uh started using vitamin c originally for his orthopedic patients because they had so much better uh outcomes with the tissue generation and healing after surgery, stuff like that. And then he worked out the flush protocol, um, which we can talk about whenever you're ready, exactly what that is and stuff. But that's that's kind of the, hmm. the track of vitamin C. You know, before that, nobody had isolated it, and that was, that was Albert St. Georgie in the 20s. Let's dive right into the protocol because yeah, – Let's uh, do it. Let, let's, let's, let's go into the details because I've, I've done it um, and – I really enjoyed, really enjoyed that day, the rest of that day. Um, I'm now four days out and I feel phenomenal and I feel, forget about, this isn't about me. Let's talk about, let's talk about the protocol. Um, So what, what, before we get into actually the protocol, what made you want to like revisit this and repackage it? and source high quality stuff and roll it out. Like what, what was a motivating factor for you to be like the vitamin C champion? That's a really good question. I mean, that was kind of a two part thing. So the first part was when I started researching vitamin C as ascorbic acid, I found out that the majority of it over 90% is made from GMO corn. So vitamin C as ascorbic acid is usually made from fermented corn. And most of the corn it's made from is GMO, which means that for people listening, like, okay, why does genetically modified matter? The f- primary reason that it is impactful on your health in a negative way is because th- those crops are designed to withstand being sprayed with glyphosate, which is based on DDT. It's toxic and it blows apart the tight junctions in your gut. So when you use vitamin C as ascorbic acid that's made from GMO corn, it's tainted with glyphosate. So you're taking this stuff that is supposed to be healthy 
and helping you in lowering inflammation, and it's just laced with glyphosate. So you're actually creating inflammation in your body. I couldn't believe it. Mm. So the the main one was was kind of sourcing stuff that doesn't have that. And then the let me, second. Let me, let me just jump in really quick. So glyphosate, yeah. um, I, I pronounce it glyphosate, and um, it's basically it's Roundup. It's 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 yeah. like the it's it's the big bad villain for all of um, you know monocropping and and the reason the reason why yes. our, our our food nutrient density has plummeted over the last, you know, 20, 30 years. So, okay, yes. keep, please can continue. Yeah. Like we talked about before, I grew up in Southern Minnesota in farm country. I grew up on a farm and I used to spray, uh, glyphosate all the time. And most of the crops there are roundup ready. They proudly post the signs at the edge of the field and, uh, we would test it. We'd hose down the soybeans with the gun and then we'd hose the grass next to it. We come back two weeks later, three weeks later, literally bare dirt where we sprayed the grass, soybeans are totally fine. No big deal. You know, it's just Red crazy. flag, red flag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, with the vitamin C, the other reason why, I mean, to start with, I'm always looking for practical solutions that work. And I didn't want something that, that took forever. And I want something that you could do regularly over time that have a big impact on your health. But this is going back to ah, like, December and January, um, so December last year, January this year, you know, my mom is 75 now and, um, she had just been sick forever, man. And just wasn't getting better and just had this cough. She's sick. She's low energy. And, you know, I helped my mom with her health a lot and we're always trying different stuff. And, uh, I had been doing some research online and I was like, you know what? I bet you her plasma saturation or blood plasma saturation of vitamin C is low because low vitamin C has been found in so every almost every chronic disease is found next to low vitamin C levels in the body and that's been studied for decades and so I said mom let's let's get you doing a flush here let's do it um, so I amalgamated all the different sources all different information went back and looked at all the old orthomolecular medicine protocols and stuff like that and put one together for my mom. And I, I did it, you know, with her at the same time and she did one and she felt better and her body took in a pretty vast amount of vitamin C because sicker bodies will hold much more vitamin C than a healthy body. You know, so we're talking 60,000 milligrams plus for first flush. Um, and then I had her do one a week for four weeks. And every time she did one, she felt better. And then it was boom, totally back to normal, full energy, not sick, mood change. She had all these benefits. Hmm. And uh, I was like, you know what? Why don't more people know about this? Yeah. And I'll tell you why, because it, it actually bothers me. Vitamin C worked so well that the medical establishment purposely designed studies to show that it didn't work. Uh, Mayo Clinic actually did it. And we're talking high dose. So you got to use 10,000, 15,000, 20,000, 60,000 milligrams in some cases for people to flush. And the Mayo Clinic did a study that they used like 500 milligrams. Uh, they, they literally designed the study to fail to show mm -hmm. that it didn't have an effect. And they, they 
publish that in, you know, very well-respected medical journals and kind of, and it's also not a part of the standard of care. Well, who makes the standard of care? It's the AMA, American Medical Association. And I mean, the AMA's history, I mean, that was founded by the Rockefellers and the Carnegies way back in like pre-1910. And they, those, the Rockefellers and the Carnegies, not to sound too conspiracy theory, this is actually true, you can go look it up. They were the early large investors in pharmaceutical companies. And they created the AMA to consolidate medical education under the AMA so then they could control the standard of care, which they switched from trying to address the cause to allopathic medicine, treating symptoms with drugs and surgery. That's why most people don't know about this. And it, it kind of drives me crazy. Um, and you, you can come off sounding like a conspiracy theorist, but when you go back and you just look at the, the orthomolecular medicine studies, you read some of the old journals, or you just do some browsing online and you see what, what high-dose vitamin C actually treats or cures, you know? I mean, how many people listening to this have heard of the Riordan protocol where they cure cancer? That's been around forever. They have a whole campus in the middle of the United States. You can go there and get treated. It's high-dose IV vitamin C. Very few people have heard of that. Hmm. It's just nuts. Yeah, when when the, when the structures and systems and bureaucracies and, and the, the monetary motivations don't fit with the model, um, there's a yep. there's a I mean, and and unfortunately, it does resonate today. Um, conflict of interest, conflict of interest, conflict of yep. like one after another after another. When you scale a, a little conflict of interest to to yep. a global scale, there's massive problems. Um, yep. so what you want, what you, the, some of the terminology you're using, um, which is flush, and I know that you're going to get into specifically how this, mm-hmm. how this works, but for, for context, as, as the describes the flush, uh, uh, phenomenon when basically your body has said, okay, I've had quite enough. I have, I have as much vitamin C of it is in my body as I can take. And then once I get to that point, I just um, release it. And the releasing is through this glorious, uh, experience of, uh, a watery discharge, um, on the toilet. (laughs) And, uh, that's when your body tells you that's, um, I've had, I have as much as I can handle. Thank you very much. You can now go about your day. So for context, when you're talking about 10,000, uh, milligrams, 20,000 milligrams. I got up to 22,000 milligrams. And in fact, you called it exactly that morning when I said, Hey, I'm going to do it today. You said, good luck. I said, you make a guess. I'm going to make a guess. You said 22. I said 28 and you nailed it. You knew exactly how much vitamin C I would take into my body before I had that momentous occasion of the watery discharge. Um, so, uh, how does, how does this thing work? Please, please set us up. So you start with organic, like the best possible vitamin C that you can find on the planet. You've sourced that, you've put that together. So now that we've got really high quality um, ascorbic acid, um, where do we begin? How does this work? Well, I'll go through the protocol in a second, but just so people understand what we're talking about with a flush, I think the best way to explain it is like take a sponge, like like a nice sponge, very porous, and put it underneath a a running faucet and 
it'll keep filling up and filling up and filling up. And then eventually it reaches a point where it's completely saturated and then the water just runs out of the bottom of the sponge, right? Okay, so that's what we are talking, that's what you're doing with your body when you're doing a flush. So basically you saturate your body, you saturate your blood plasma specifically with high levels of vitamin C and it's precisely calibrated in a certain way to, to maximize your body's ability to absorb and use the vitamin C. And then when it, because it's water sol soluble, when your body's had enough to do what it needs to do, it goes, okay, cool, I've had enough. And it excretes all the excess out. And that's, that's through a flush. It's a, and that's called your bowel tolerance number. And everyone's number is different because you don't take the amount of C that you think you need. You take the amount of C that works. And what works is different for everyone. So I have a customer who is a high performer, runs a very stressful business, um, constantly feels like she's fighting something. And her last flush, she did 46,000 milligrams and she's 32 hmm. and she doesn't, she doesn't have any chronic conditions, but just stress alone is enough where her body says, yeah, let's, let's take this and, and use it. Let's fix some stuff. Whereas I've had, a, had someone else who flushed at 5,000 milligrams, which is very low. Most people it's around 15 to 20. Um, and for you, you're pretty healthy and I, I know you do take some antioxidants, you, you top off on your sun, you work out, um, all of these things are going to kind of lower your threshold for, for flushing. So what is a vitamin C flush? And I'm going to give this to your listeners so they can take this and, and go do it. It's actually very simple. So what you do is go get a bunch of vitamin C as ascorbic acid. If that is too tart for you, and some people don't like the tartness, you can buy calcium ascorbate, which is buffered with minerals. Now, it doesn't absorb into your body as fast, and it's also missing one electron. So your body has to donate an electron to make it into the more bioavailable form. It'll still work. It'll just be slower. I recommend going with uh, vitamin C as ascorbic acid. And that's pretty commonly available, although it has been a little challenging with all the Corona stuff, you know, like trying to buy it online can be difficult. Um, and if the label does not say non-GMO, then it has glyphosate in it. It's that simple. So try to find a non-GMO one if you can. Then grab yourself a quarter teaspoon because that's approximately a thousand milligrams of the powder and get some clean filtered water. Definitely not tap water because chlorine and chloramine, which are what most municipalities use for their water will actually uh, vitamin C neutralizes it so if you use tap water the chlorine and the chloramine will the vitamin C will neutralize it but then it's not going to have any left over for your body hmm. so get some clean water and then every 15 minutes um, for most people I would say take 2,000 milligrams every 15 minutes if you want to go a little slower you can do a thousand um, but for the people listening, I think they're probably high performers. They're used to doing this kind of stuff. So we'll say every 15 minutes, take 2,000 milligrams of vitamin C in your glass of water and just wait. And then do it again and do it again and do it again. And then eventually you're going to get to a point where you have some soft stool come out maybe. That doesn't count. That's not a flush. 
um, do another 2000 milligrams and wait, and then you'll probably feel some gurgling or some rumbling in your lower intestines. And then you get this sensation where you're like, I gotta go. I get out of the way. I'm, I'm going to the bathroom and then boom, it just comes out. It's, yeah. it's short, it's sharp, it's sweet. This isn't some crazy detox where you're on the can, you know, like looking at Instagram for way too long. It's like you're in and you're out and then it's done. And then that means your blood plasma saturation is maxed out. Your sponge is full. They can't take any more in. That's day one. That's it. For most people, that's two to four hours. Average is probably about three. Okay. So then the next day and the days after that, you titrate it down. So the next day you do 75% of the previous day's dose. So if your first day was 10,000 milligrams, what you flushed at the next day, you do 7,500 milligrams and you divide that dose up. You're probably going to divide that one in by four or at least three parts. And then the next day you take 75% of that. And the next day you take 75% of that. And until you get to, you know, 3000 or 5,000 milligrams maintenance dose per day, um, which is the amount that Irwin stone recommended based on what most animals produce endogenously. Mm. And just as, as an aside, a, a lot of people kind of miss this point. We humans, we don't make our own vitamin C at all. Most animals do. It's us, guinea pigs, a couple types of bat and like one monkey. We don't make our own vitamin C. But like a dog, they'll make like 10,000 milligrams of vitamin C a day if they're injured or more. Um, and if you look at wound healing in a lot of different animals, it heals pretty fast because they make their own vitamin C. Um, we lost it. And the, it's a liver enzyme called gluconolactone oxidase. We lost it. We don't have it anymore. There's a lot of theories about why that happened, but the, the idea is is that we lived in a uh, antioxidant-rich, vitamin C-rich environment at one point in our evolution, and we had to leave that suddenly. And because of that, we lived in that environment for so long, and then we had to leave suddenly as a, as a species um, we lost the ability, we lost that liver enzyme to make our own. And that was okay or fine for most of history, except, you know, especially since World War II, we have an enormous, enormous new challenge with oxidative stress, and pathogens and disease, and there's more people living in cities. And so your body's much more taxed than it used to be. So you need much more vitamin C than you used to. And to give you and people listening, like a very easy to understand example is if you look at the amount of EMF and how much that's gone up even since World War II or how much it's gone up since, you know, 1996 or seven when they deployed the national cell phone network here, it's, it's thousands of times more background exposure than we used to be exposed to. And non-native EMF is non-ionizing, um, but it does cause oxidative stress, a lot of it, um, through producing the hydroxyl radical. And what a lot of people don't understand about vitamin C is vitamin C is your body's primary circulating antioxidant that is the one that is supposed to be in your bloodstream at all times. 
and it is your first line of defense against oxidative stress. And when vitamin C gets used up through toxins, processed foods, viruses, pathogens, the immune system working overtime, oxidative stress from EMF, then your body starts to dip into its reserves of uh, vitamin E um, and glutathione. And then when you burn through those, that's when you get chronic disease. So if you always keep your vitamin C levels in your blood plasma saturated or close to it, or at least maintained, then you don't run into those problems um, down the road. And the, the EMF example is just an easy one I like to use because everyone kind of understands that. Um, and you're soaked in that stuff all the time. So you always have a low level of oxidative stress going on that, you know, a thousand years ago they didn't or, or, or even before. And that's why a vitamin C flush is so therapeutically effective is because you, you can take these low levels of vitamin C, which has been indicated in all kinds of disease models. And then you can instantly reset them. And then your body just takes it and uses it for whatever you need to do. Um, and that, that is why they call it kind of the Swiss army knife of micronutrients. <laughs> so what all does it do? I mean, let's, let's talk about the, the benefits, the long laundry list of, of, yeah. of treatment of, of applications of what this helps. Yeah, there's a lot. And I want to kind of set the stage for people so they kind of understand this, um, because a lot of these remedies can be difficult to understand because you're like, wait, how can it be an antitoxin and get lead out of my body, but also help my immune system and also, you know, eliminate stretch marks and regrow tissue? Like, I don't get it. It doesn't make sense. And I get that. And it kind of irritated me when when I started looking into it. I'm like, well, come on, man. Right. I mean, right. you run into these blog posts and you're like, okay, like stress, like really? How's it help with stress? Well, yeah. I mean, combining stretch marks with uh, stress, uh, you know, headaches, uh, heavy metal yep. detox and quality childbirthing experiences, like, come on, that's that can't be true. Yeah, it's an antibiotic. It's an antiviral. I mean, it's like... So it, it, it's, yeah, it, so let's talk about it. It's, it's biophysics, okay? And there's not a lot of people that are talking about biophysics. I would say the top two people to go and learn this from are Dr. Jerry Tennant. He wrote a seminal book uh, called Healing is Voltage. And I recommend everybody read it um, if you want to go deep on the subject. And then another guy, uh, Jack Cruz, um, who also talks about biophysics quite a bit, but not not uh, many people are. And you have to remember what vitamin C actually is. It's an electron donor. It's a very strong one. And below, there is no chemical reaction in your body, none, that, that happens without the movement of electrical charge first. So below, so here's chemical, here's physics because there's chemicals and then there's the atoms that make them up and the atoms deal in the world of charge and electrical charge, okay? So below the, the ATP, ADP, uh, what your mitochondria produce, below that level is the electron transport chain, okay? So, and also your cells have an electrical potential. So if the circle, this it's just exactly like a battery. So this side's negative. This side's positive, okay? And if they have the proper charge, then they can pull nutrients in and they can flush waste out. And that's the way it's supposed to work. 
And then inside the cells, there's the organelles called the mitochondria, which you know, everyone jokes at this, but it's true. They're the powerhouse of the cell. Um, they run on electrons. Before ADP and ATP, there's electron transport change. So when you look at the cellular health being electrical at its base, at the most fundamental level there is, which is physics, atomic structure, then you understand that your job and your cell's job is to catch electrons, okay? And so whether earlier we were talking about that sunlight, you get a photoelectric effect. So your cells catch those electrons and they use it to structure the water around themselves so their protein folding is, is more efficient because it needs structured water to do that. Or if you're exercising, your muscles are rechargeable battery packs and when they're mechanically moved and compressed and stretched, they're piezoelectric, which means that you apply mechanical stress to material produces electrons. Okay, so that's, that's why people feel uh, energized after working out is because they literally produced electrons from the movement. Um, when someone says, eat your vegetables, what they're really saying is eat your, your fresh vegetables because they're teeming with spare electrons that they can donate to your cells. You know, the whole acid versus alkaline thing and like alkalize or dye, or if you get acidic or you, you, you eat acidic things, then you get diseases. Well, acid and alkaline is a measurement of pH and pH is just a measure is a way of measuring voltage in a solution. Hmm. And what does most of our body happen to be? It's a salty solution, right? And so when you measure voltage in a wire, it's either on or off. But in a solution, in a fluid, you know, it, it's pH and it's, it's either acid or alkaline, but that can be translated into microvolts, right? And so things that are alkaline are electron donors and things that are acid are electron stealers. And another term would be, you know, free radicals and, and uh, antioxidants, okay? So... Vitamin C is a very strong electron donor. And when you do a vitamin C flush, it's precisely calibrated to flood your body with all these spare electrons that change the voltage potential of your cell membranes and power up your mitochondria. And then whatever condition they're dealing with, it's gonna address it. And that's why it works for so many diverse conditions and, and even just conditions of modern life like stress, low energy, poor sleep, is because it has all this extra ammunition now to go fix whatever it needs to fix because ultimately your body runs on electricity. It runs on electrons. <laughs> That's a great breakdown. That makes a ton of sense. I mean that um, we, we need to we need to make sure that our batteries are charged and the batteries yes. the, the batteries are the mitochondria. And if we don't have you know enough 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 electrons to to function at a high level, forget about you know having energy to do the things that you love to do, like if your battery is depleted yep. and if you're never recovering effectively by getting quality sleep at night, like you're just, you're just running on, running on empty literally. Yeah. So, yep. so, so tell us, so tell us, go through the litany of, of, of uses for this. What, what does this, what does it, what does it do? Just give us yeah, just so, like, bang okay, let's out. do it. Yeah. Boom. All right. So most people know vitamin C for immune. Okay. And that's, that's a good one. And the reason it works for immune is because your white blood cells actually use little zaps of electricity to, to strike pathogens. Um, two Swiss researchers actually filmed it in the late 90s. 
And so you supply your immune system basically with a bunch of spare ammo and it says, okay, cool. I'm going to go in there and clean up whatever's going on. So chronic fatigue, it's caused by Epstein-Barr virus, it's a slow virus, or it's, it's one of the causes. Um, your immune system all of a sudden is flooded with this and it can go in and just fix it um, because now it has a spare ammo to do it. With stress, this is a big one. I think it's very applicable, um, especially now, man. Everyone's stressed out. Like, you know, by my office, I'm looking out here. People are honking for no reason because they're just, they're tense from watching the media. Um, well, vitamin C reduces the levels of cortisol in your body. It kind of rinses it out. And then it also blunts your stress response so it's not as sharp. Hmm. Um, this has been studied. The Germans did a very well-designed study on it. Um, but it, it basically ameliorates your stress response. Um, and so you're more resilient. So it makes you anti-fragile as well as directly reducing the levels of cortisol in your body. And then, as you know, if you have excess levels of cortisol, then you get sleep problems. Um, it's hard to put on muscle. Um, it's hard on your brain. There's all kinds of things related to that. Um, yeah, it's well known for stretch marks. Um, and which is also related to why it's good for uh, heart disease. So people might say, well, okay, how, how are those two related? Well, it stimulates collagen production. And it was known as far back as the late 40s um, when they first studied this, that, that four out of five coronary cases in hospitals were related to low vitamin C. Hmm. And it's because the, the arteries... Um, if they don't have enough collagen, they become brittle and hard, and they they tear or fracture very easily, and they cause uh, bleeding, and that, that bleeding can lead to clots. And so when you take enough vitamin C, they become softer and supple, and they don't bleed, and so it doesn't lead to a heart condition. Cancer, uh, might as well talk about this one, because um, you know the Riordan protocol that people can, can look. Um, when they first started studying this, um, the, they thought the mechanism was different. They thought it was actually related to um, the collagen production um, because with strong collagen fibers, the, it was thought that the cancerous cells couldn't um, break off and proliferate in the body because the, 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 the uh, tissue wouldn't let it because it was strong. Um, what they've later found out is that What's interesting is how it kills cancer. It actually kills it directly. And um, Dr. Riordan pioneered a lot of this. But cancer cells are killed by vitamin C precisely because they're different. They have a different metabolism than healthy cells. They work on fermentation. And vitamin C is an antioxidant for a healthy cell, but for a cancer cell, it acts as a pro-oxidant. So it actually kills it directly. And it kills them selectively, and it leaves he healthy tissue alone. Wow. So that's, that's how it works. And IVC is, you know, that's a hundred percent absorption rate. Um, you know, so that's how it works with cancer, heart disease. We covered, I mean, prevents anemia because it increases iron absorption. Um, we covered, covered stress, um, uh, as far as antitoxin, I've got a list here. That's, uh, pretty funny because it's, it's so many different ones. Yeah. Alcohol, barbiturates, carbon monoxide, cyanide, aflatoxin, um, pesticide, acetaminophen poisoning, mushroom poisoning, and snake venom are all, they're all detoxed um, by vitamin C. Incredible. And then, of course, 
Yeah, and then of course it's an antiviral. Um, there's there's two mechanisms or two pathways it works through. One is the one we just talked about, where it basically boosts the electrical activity of your immune system and gives it the ammo it needs to defeat foreign invaders. But it also will directly pull apart the protein shell of of a virus, actually attached to it, pull it apart, huh. um, and that's that's biophysics again because it has such a strong negative charge and most things that are not good for your body have a positive charge and so it'll go in there and cancel that out um, and then you know there's a whole thing with <clears throat> vitamin C especially with cancer is that um, there are some types of cancers specifically leukemia that exactly resemble scurvy and orthomolecular medicine for a long time has talked about how there's something called subclinical scurvy um, or hypoascorbemia, which is basically low levels of vitamin C. And, and many types of cancers do, in fact, look like scurvy. Mm. Like they actually present the same as, 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 as scurvy. So you can, you can stave off death from not having vitamin C with as little as 50 milligrams or something a day which you probably can get even from processed foods hmm. but as far as therapeutic use in reversing chronic disease or not getting chronic disease in the first place or just plain just having more energy because your immune system's not tied up fighting stuff it's going to take a lot more than that hmm. so 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 for you know i just i my poor aunt Shelley, uh, you know, right. she's sort of my, uh, my archetype for, um, um, baby boomer, um, criticisms. So okay. my aunt Shelley would say, no, you can't take too much of it. It's dangerous. Um, it, it could kill you if you, if you yep. do too much, it could really hurt you. And obviously, you know, I did 22,000 milligrams in three hours a couple of days ago. And what you're talking about is, you know, as high as 42,000. So obviously there, there is like, it's not this, not the case, but where does that come from? Like where, where is this, do you have any idea of the origin of this sort of uh, assumption that vitamin C that not only from my aunt Shelly, uh, she's going to listen to these podcasts one day and she's going to be like, why is he always talking shit? Like, what is this? <laughs> but she's, she's like the, she's like the, the, the boomer skeptic, uh, yeah. archetype for me. So like, do you have any idea where that came from? That, that too much yes. was bad. Where did it come from? I think it came from two places, but the main one is, I think it's a cultural belief that's, that's deeply rooted in us that you should be able to get everything you need from food. Got it. You know, and and it makes sense. It's a very appealing notion to think that you can go if you eat well and you eat healthy, that you can get everything you need from food. And indeed, that's the way it used to be. Um, if you look at indigenous cultures that were basically carnivore, like the Inuit, they still were getting vitamins from and vitamin C from organ meats, specifically the thymus and liver have a high amount of vitamin C. Um, so I think it's a cultural belief that you should be able to get everything from food, um, but you can't because most food doesn't have enough anyway because the nutrient density has plummeted since the advent of industrial farming. And we're faced with unprecedented levels of oxidative stress. Hmm. It's a fact that all pathogens cause oxidative stress. The infections cause oxidative stress. Cytokine storm is an oxidative stress event. 
toxins cause oxidative stress and we are surrounded by more toxins whether they're it's non-native emf which i consider a toxin or just the volatile organic chemicals <clears throat> or just all the zinc and other crap that you breathe in from tire dust you know if you're next to a busy road your body's dealing with a lot i think the other reason that people think that is because of the rda um you know the recommended uh, daily allowance you know it's just those those rdas are they're based on i mean I, I, we don't need to get into it and burn up a lot of people's time but they're it's it, they're, they're they're it's 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 medical mafia it's, stuff yes. i mean it, it it's like it'll keep you alive but that's it otherwise you're gonna have subclinical problems chronic diseases and stuff but that's what they want they want you in there um treating yeah. symptoms and they get that toll booth position it's better for business yeah. but i think that's kind of the main reasons and it does sound crazy when you're like why would i take so much of something it does. It does sound. It yep. does sound outrageous, and um, that's m some of my f most favorite things is the outrageousness. Uh, because right. if it's eh, just because it's been demonized or suppressed, um, just because um, my aunt Shelley thinks it's dangerous, doesn't necessarily mean that that's the case. And and I experienced it for myself. I did. The, I followed the exact protocol that you sent me in that really easy to read like ebook. Um, you know, I got, I got the, the vitamin C that you sourced. I got the ascorbic acid that you sourced and I started, I did 2000 milligrams every 15 minutes, um, at about an hour and a half. And I, and I usually start the day with a black, with a cup of black coffee. I didn't have any mm -hmm. coffee and I always am fasted in the morning and, uh, it was at about, um, Oh, it was about 15,000 milligrams that I had like my first bowel movement and it was uh -huh. pretty normal. And then it was at about 18,000 that I had loose stools. And then at 22, it, you know, you, I've heard you say a bunch of times, you'll know, <laughs> you'll know when you've reached your bowel tolerance. And just yeah. like, just like you mentioned with, without being too graphic, but poop is interesting anyway. I mean, you sat down and it's like you open up a faucet and it goes yep. out and then it stops and the faucet closes and then you go, is that it? That's it. Is that really it? I mean, am I, do yeah. am I done? Anything else? Mm, no, that's it. Okay. Bada bingo. You know, I got back to work, stood up and said, okay, cool. That's it for today. And got back to work and the effect that I felt like I had a really deep, I had a really dream filled night of sleep. And I think that yeah. that, that may be punctuated by, you know, deeper sleep and, and, and more REM cycles. Um, also I didn't smoke any cannabis. Uh, I usually smoke cannabis in, in, in the evening time. Uh, and I didn't smoke. And so that probably contributed to it as yeah. well. But, um, you know, I followed the, the 75% the next day. And what I have found is I have been able to catch the second wind and be more productive and more energetic like mm -hmm. at like eight o'clock at night and for yeah. a guy like myself who i'm i'm I, I moved so i'm setting up my house yeah i'm painting all day i'm i have two kids i have the same yeah. stressors that everybody else has but also moving and also podcasts and also all this other stuff you know like I've, I need to be able to kick some ass from like eight till 10 o'clock at night. And then I need to yep. just like, you know, boom, nine thirty the blue blockers go on. And then it's like bed routine 
um, you know, sort of decompression at night. And I, and I need to, I need to be able to be effective and energetic in the evening time. And I'll tell a quick, quick, funny story about it. You know, two nights ago, um, I caught that second wind and instead of me like sort of forcing myself into it and like, you know, sometimes I'll take a cold shower and then, you know, edit a podcast or I'll take a cold shower and then, you know, um, study or blog or, or, or research or whatever. And in this case it was, uh, I needed to, to like sand this massive wall that I'm resurfacing inside my house. And I put on uh, a podcast and I grabbed the sandpaper and I just started sanding and I just started sanding and sanding and sanding. And I had been there for, uh, two and a half hours and my wife walks in and she's like, do you know what time it is? And I go, Oh my God, (laughs) no. I go, Joe Rogan's podcasts are what? They're three hours. It's not over yet. Oh shit. It It was 1030. She's like, I yeah. fell asleep on the couch. I was waiting for you to come get me to help. <laughs> and she's like, what are you on? And I go, <laughs> nothing. She goes, you didn't drink any coffee. You didn't take any yeah. like nootropics or anything in the evening time to help boost this. Like, where is this coming from? And I was like, you know what? I bet you this is like day three after my yeah. my vitamin C flush and I have all this crazy energy. And then... I fell asleep and got a really great night's sleep. And yep. and the fact that my body, for somebody who, you know, you and I are kind of canaries now, we know what works with our body and what doesn't. We know yep. what, what how, if we need to get into a flow state, if we need to get these extra levels of energy, we can do that. And we have our ways of doing that. But for me, it was like totally unaided other than a Joe Rogan podcast and this one, you know, the sanding block and time just flew by and just had like this laser focus. And I, and I, and I couldn't think of anything else other than the vitamin C flush. Yeah. Well, and when you look at the biophysics of it, it makes sense because you flooded your body with electrons and your body's own native healing intelligence knows what to do with all that spare energy and it's going to take it and it's going to correct what needs to be correct. You're if you provide your body with the right conditions, it'll heal itself. Hmm. And, you know, in your case, you know, that's, I consider that a disease of modern life, low energy. It's something that happens to all of us just because the pace of modern life is so much more intense than it used to be. And our bodies are processing so much more information and other environmental factors coming at us that you, you need more energy. So you flooded it with all these spare electrons and they're, you know, they went to where they're needed and gave yeah. me more energy. I mean, my brother, it's funny, man. I, so I have this older brother. He's, he is not like us. He's a computer programmer. Um, he eats just the dirtiest corner Mexican burritos every day. Um, totally believes that anything alternative is complete crap and it's fake. And um, just is not down with any of this and doesn't supplement never has and you know he sees me doing this vitamin c thing and and i'm like yeah you know you should probably take this dude i guarantee you're deficient because he gets he often gets these little illnesses little cold little this little that low energy like you should try it man so after about a week of working on him and i finally gave him some and he just took a thousand milligrams which is not very much and he was wired 
like he had tons of energy and specifically in his case, he had a lot of cognitive energy. Um, and now he's, I mean, I haven't gotten him to, I think for most people you should take between three and 5,000 milligrams a day, but I've got him at 2000 milligrams. So mm. I'll take it, you know, but, but his, the number one thing he noticed was more energy. Yeah. Yeah. He's probably so deficient, you know? Yeah. His body was like, Oh, we got some, yeah. we got some vitamin C. Let's do what yeah. we do. Yeah. Let's get crazy. Yeah. Love it. Um, so. What, where can people find out more information? Where, make it simple for them. Where should they go? Yeah, well, you can go two places. So one, if you, you guys just want to do this on your own, just a quick recap, go buy some vitamin C as ascorbic acid, get home every 15 minutes, take 2000 milligrams until you have a watery discharge. Okay. And then the days after that, do 75% of the previous day's dose until you get to about three to 5,000 milligrams, which would be your maintenance dose. If you're dealing with a specific condition that you want to address, then what you do is you do your flush, and then you take 75% of that the next day, and then you maintain that until the symptoms from your condition are gone. And you'll, you'll, your body will tell you because you'll take that amount for a while, and then all of a sudden you'll flush. Um, kind of randomly. I did it the other week. <laughs> Pretty funny, uh, but it worked. Um, as far as if you want to get a ebook on it and you want to try it out for free, um, you can go to purevitamincflush.com and you can get a free 20 gram pack of glyphosate free um, vitamin C as ascorbic acid, as well as with the ebook that goes through the protocol in great detail and kind of talks about some of the other stuff it does and all that. Awesome. So cool. I, I, I think that this falls into the category of like, why wouldn't you do this? There's not a really good reason to not do this. You, 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 you we are stressed. You should yeah. do this. Everyone. And there's not, there's not that many guests that I have or very many protocols like that, that I would say like, you, everyone should do this, but everyone should do this. This is the type of thing that you, you may benefit immensely from doing the vitamin C flush protocol. And so, um, I, I think everybody should go check it out. Um, so before I ask you, yeah, I consider yeah. it kind of a, oh, sorry. I, I, it's, you know, the easiest way to explain it to people, it's the easiest detox you'll ever do. It, it, it's two or three hours and it detoxes you from stress and whatever else is going on in your body. It's just like that. You saturate your body, flood it with all the spare energy. Your body's own native healing intelligence knows what to do with it. You're good to go. Yeah. So I know that you've, you've, you've done a couple of other cool things, um, you know, uh, burnout summits and stuff like that. Where, where can people, yeah. you know, where can people follow along or, or where can they jump on your email list to, to learn more about all the cool things that you're working on? You know, the best, uh, you only make it onto my email list if you, if you buy something or sign up for something, um, which is kind of funny, but it also filters out like a lot of people. And I, I do a weekly uh, newsletter that's content-based where I talk about stuff like biophysics and, and whatnot. So you'll get on the list if you do do the free vitamin C flush uh, at purevitamincflush.com. Um and the, the burnout summit is the burnoutsummit.com. Um, and that 
still runs every Saturday. Um, and you can kind of catch some of the experts I interviewed there. Um, but that's pretty much it, man. I mean, I keep it practical, uh, and keep stuff short and I just like to talk about what works. Yeah. That's, that's the name of the game. So you, you know that this last question is coming because you're a listener and because, well, we've, I've asked you this before, but based on everything that you know, that can be specific to vitamin C or not and elaborate as much as you'd like, but please fill in the blank. Everyone would benefit from knowing. I think everyone would benefit from knowing that without health, there is no happiness. And when I was burnt out, I fell into the the trap, which is very Western, of trying to think my way out of burnout and trying to use willpower. And if your brain's raging with inflammation and your cells are starved of electrons and you're dehydrated and you're not addressing all that stuff, you're not going to be able to be happy. You're not going to be able to get healthy. And so... I think that instead of using the top-down approach, which is very popular in Western culture, like you can think your way out of these problems, especially like mild cognitive issues, like mild depression or procrastination or stuff like that, when in fact you should be addressing you know, your cellular health, you should be hydrating, you should be flooding yourself with electrons, go catch some sun, you know, stuff like that. That's kind of my take on that. I love it. Theo Lucier, thank you so much for joining me today on the Optimal Performance Podcast. Awesome. Thank you. And see.